0: You think I'm just going to sit there and let you kill me, John? (sighs) Do uh, do you know what? I I wanted to put you on the spot and be like, you can do the intro to Silly Whales.
1: Yeah? Why didn't you? I'm
0: doing it. No, you've already done it. No, I mean, you can do the whole welcome to Silly Wales" thing. Oh,
1: <laughs> I see. I thought you meant like the bullshit intro thing you did in the beginning. Hi, everyone. You're listening to Silly Wales. I'm Joe Kimber, and with me today is...
0: Alex Cupid. I don't know why I did that. I don't know what's happening that's,
1: now. That's the one. That's the one. And he will tell you the rest of the stuff.
0: Uh, see, see, you don't have it down like, 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 I don't, I have nothing under control, guys. Uh, this is a mental health podcast. We discuss, um, really like, you know, sometimes quite tough topics such as uh, depression, uh, anxiety, mental health disorders or conditions, however you want to view it. Pretty much all things surrounding the term mental health. This podcast is for everyone, but that doesn't mean it is for you. It's okay for you to go, hey, they talk about things I don't really want to hear about, and for you to just go and, uh, turn it off and watch something happier or sadder i don't know it depends on the mood we're in i think we're in a pretty good mood today though um we won't hunt you down we won't chase you we won't create an angry mob of people and be outside your house with torches okay that's not who we are well i don't know maybe joe likes a torch or two who knows i like torches. Joe, do, do do you attend protests
1: have I ever,
0: yes. <laughs> Would you chase somebody down because they didn't watch the show?
1: Uh again, I can I can I, I can drive but can't park. This is a this is a thing about me. So we're
0: fairly I, can, limited. I can go in we're not everywhere. gonna do that.
1: We're very limited.
0: But yeah. Anyway. Um with that all being said, welcome to our show. This is a journal episode. In these episodes we just talk about our week and mm. we we go in and we have like these, nothing is provoking, nothing about what we say is thought provoking, let alone provoking, so it's fairly chilled out and relaxed, I'm going to kick it off, because I think last time we did this, I think think every time we've done this, it's been you starting, I'm going to start, I do Muay Thai, there's a beauty in getting your ass kicked, I mean like, it is, there's a feeling that you get, when you are facing someone, who is like, just miles better than you, and you're just like, I'm going to die. And and like, it's a feeling I chase in everything I do. Like as a professional wrestler, I really want to be in the ring with the best as a footballer. I want to play with the very best. Even if I was completely out of my depth, I love the feeling of being like, just not good at something or being outclassed. People thinking, why, why would you want that? Because it's fun. Like, It is fun to know what you're bad at and go, oh, this is why I'm getting whooped. Like, we're sparring and I'm like, I'm okay for six months in. I'm okay. And I'm trying, I'm sparring with a guy who's like six foot five. I'm in danger. I'm six foot. Like, my reach is impressive for my height. My arms are long. I couldn't touch him. I couldn't touch him. Like it was incredible. It was literally incredible. And when I did graze his chin with like the the last bit of material of my glove, he would then throw a five piece extra crispy combo. And I'm just like, well, my one hit of no power, but it's five with good power. This isn't going well. And those um that feeling you get when you're just competing with different people and just you don't feel defeated you feel like you're growing and that is such an important feeling and it is a feeling that i just enjoy and i love getting it and i'm ready to get it again and it's just like you chase that and as long as you're being safe as long as you're not getting concussed or you you get your head kicked in like it's a, it's such a good feeling like I'll, i urge people to compete in something and just lose Go up against the very best person and be like, I'm taking you on and whatever happens, happens. And just learn, just learn. Open yourself up to learn, man. It's so it's so good. Anyway, that was my TED talk, and that that that's it. That's me done.
1: <laughs> you, you know what? Like, absolutely a hot take, because I haven't thought about this too much, but I'm but I think that winning actually kinda sucks. Like <laughs> actually kinda sucks, not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. I've done it in the past and it's ultimately very unfulfilling because I think mean, you're just constantly chasing a high that you can't achieve. So if you're excited to lose, I think it's like probably the best experience you could possibly have because you can lose a lot. There's a lot of things yeah. that I would lose it. I'd love to lose and enjoy it. <laughs> it's like yeah. the best thing. So if you can learn but- to do that, it's by far the best experience you can ever have in your life.
0: I think my fighting record is going to be really mixed. Um, I, I'm going to predict my fight record on this show. I predict in my first 10 fights that I'll win six and lose four. Um, okay. I, yeah, I what I'm going to predict and I predict that I'm going to have like two wins, which people are going to go, did he actually win that one? And two defeats, which people go, did he actually lose that one? Um, And the basis of this is purely from the fact that whenever people ask me about my ambitions for fighting, it's not a, I never go, I want to be a champion. I've never actually done that. It's always been a, I want to put on a good show and have a good fight rather than like, I want to win. And people get really annoyed when I say things like this as well. Even Mm. when I was playing football at Academy level and I would say things like, I just want to be like a a backup goalkeeper. I'm happy to be third choice. People are like, you don't want to aim for the top. If you aim for the moon and you miss, you'll fall amongst the stars. Do you know what? Maybe. But do you know what happens if you <laughs> don't land in any of those places? You're just really sad. So you might as well go with an idea of a realistic target in your head and just go for the best. Go for the very best, but understand that there's a realistic target that you're going to set yourself. So yes, in my mind, I wanted to become England's number one or USA's number one. But I also understood that my level's probably going to be as a third choice of backup goalkeeper. So I took those bets. Did I work hard? Yes. Did I push myself really hard? Yes. But I also knew the realistic goal. So I knew I had something I could actually reach for. Did I accomplish any of those things? Absolutely not. But we're here. <laughs> like... So, I know in Muay Thai, I'm not going to have this crazy 10 fight undefeated streak and got a challenge for a world title. I know it's not going to happen because realistically, I just know I'm not, that's not going to be me. However, I do want to have a catalogue of really good fights. You know, like I want to face a random, like, six foot two Russian guy who looks like a brick and just we just slug out for four rounds of, uh, for a five round main event. We go for four rounds and one of us just takes a hit and gets killed. It doesn't matter who. That's what I want. You know? It's all about you those know? personal goals. Yeah, man. I, I want like to be in really good matchups. That's, that's it. I want to have like an entertaining resume of fights. Mm. But yeah.
1: Speaking of though, how has your week been overall then? Have you just
0: only been getting your ass kicked? <laughs> it's been that? an entertaining it's been an entertaining fight. <laughs> <laughs> um no, nah, it's been it's been pretty good, man. It's been pretty good. Like I think as the weeks progress, there's things I'm getting used to. Um there's things that are happening. I'm getting a dog. I'm, I'm saying it now because I'm scared to say it, because whenever oh. I say it, it, it just like it gets taken away. I'm just gonna commit to it now. We're, we're, we're getting a fucking dog, Joe. Okay? And I say we. I mean me. Um It's mine. It, I teach it tricks.
1: This is a part of English I like, hate. You said I'm getting a dog, and I was like, oh, when? And you're like, I'm saying it now because I'm going to. I'm like, oh. <laughs> but like you're saying, I'm ready to pay expense. for it.
0: I'm ready to pay for it. Okay. The only issue is, is that. And this is why I hate social media, right? There's two dogs and they're both the same age. They're both rescued in Romania together. They can be separated and they'll be fine. But I, I only really can feasibly get one. And I was like, they're both adorable. They're both like two two to three years old. I'm like, cool. And they look a little bit autistic as well, okay? <laughs> if a dog can look <laughs> autistic, okay? Right, like, okay. I'm, I'm like, do you know what? Hey, we're a match made in heaven, okay? I see it. It's really good for our branding. Oh, for sure. Okay, I can't pick between them, so I put it to Instagram, and Instagram were like, "Yeah, both Just get both." Help, <laughs> like, so I, I, I think I'm gonna pick the black one because black power, but I keep thinking, what if the other one, the like the the brownish and white one? Is, is is the one for me and i'm just like ah i can't i can't Animals, dogs but yeah
1: you're talking on instagram now are you
0: yeah, yeah yeah i was uh i, po- I posted a story in which you could vote and you could follow me on instagram at I am iamalexcupid but yeah that has been like my week has been filled with that you know it's been oh it's, it's been a hot, hotly contested thing in my head um i also did my own like normal stuff like you know Training in Muay Thai, of course. I've been struggling to get to the gym because I've been really tired and fatigued from either Muay Thai or from work, which is coaching and or teaching, whatever it is. And it's like it's been it's been tiring. I also had the scariest job interview. I completely forgot about this as well.
1: Oh, Joshua
0: remember I said I applied for a job in in Austria.
1: You did. I was almost going to make the joke and. Yeah, what, yeah. what about becoming first in Austria
0: for boxing? I'll it, be hilarious. It's probably not possible. So I also applied for a job in Edinburgh as well. And I was like, cool, this is right on my alley. I'm not going to give details about what the job is. But the interviewer was the most intimidating human being I've ever seen in my life, okay? And <laughs> I don't get phased. We know I don't get phased. In interviews and in public speaking, I, I smash it, okay? We all know. Like, if you put me on a stage and you give me like two minutes to come up with something to say to keep a crowd engaged for five minutes, you're set. Just, just just, throw me out there, we're fine. For some reason, this guy's intimidating aura just went, nah, I guess I'm not doing anything today. I guess I'm going to talk in a really high-pitched voice just like this for the whole day. <laughs> and Like, I, I had no, like, natural semblance. I had no connection to what I was saying, everything. Man, it is the first time in my life I have failed a job interview. Never failed a job interview. That I failed that one completely. Completely fluffed the lines, man. <laughs> like completely.
1: Oh, that's I, I, I don't know. What, I don't know if to to say like, oh sorry, or if it's just like, you know, if you needed it. I, I mean what, what oh, threw you off? Like, what, 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 threw, what threw you off so much?
0: Um, I think like I opened up the Zoom call and his face has popped up and it was really stern. <laughs> and I looked it's up. It takes. I looked up and he was just staring deep into my soul, but my camera wasn't on yet. So he's just staring at me, and I'm not really able to <laughs> stare at him. And I'm just like way funnier. I was just like, What do I do? <laughs> and like, um, I'm learning French and German at the same time. So then I mentioned that in passing while we were doing the interview, and this guy drops the dopest flex of my entire life okay this motherfucker speaks to me in french i respond back in french then he speaks to me in german and i can't respond back in german <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. so How i was side? so i was so close to like completing it i think if i'd done that if i had passed the german bit he would have been i have the job i don't care if you're not qualified enough but i couldn't pass the german bit but that was like do you know when people are just like, they have an intimidating aura about them, you know? Like your dad.
1: Oh, this this whole thing. Yes, kind of, yeah.
0: <laughs> Joe's dad is like, has the stoicism that alpha male YouTubers wish they had. Okay? <laughs> he is okay. stoic, to be fair. He is very stoic. Like, straight up. Guys, guys, let, let me tell you from the bottom. He's a very sweet man, but he is stoic. The but but the the stoic men okay the true stoic men are sweet people okay true. this idea that to be stoic you have to be like you know a cerebral assassin and you have to hunt people down it's just antiquated and nonsense and mm. my headphones have just cut out on me so I have to go to the wired ones what were we saying oh yeah before we're to- we- yeah what we talking stoic about? men. Stoic men. Stoic men are sweet. They don't have to be this whole cerebral assassin. Oh, I don't, I don't need to do this. And I, I drive this car and women are trash and trans people are weird and they don't, shouldn't. That's not stoicism. Like, that's just being a prick, you know? Mm -hmm. You know? And, And that's it. That's what, that's what, that's what life is, okay? Life is encountering people who just terrify you for no reason at all, okay? Like, Literally, the day before that interview, I was getting punched by a guy who was four inches taller than me, with a smile on my face, and then a guy <laughs> on a computer screen just melts me completely. Game over, game set, match. You know, check it's over. You know, so yeah, that interview happened, and then the Austrian one happened because I got I got I got an interview for the Austrian job. Oh, okay. And I was like, they're gonna realize I don't speak any languages spoken in Austria, right? Which will be um, German. I think they do speak a bit of French there and they do speak um, Italian there as well. Um, with German and I think it, does Austria have its own language? I'm pretty sure it
1: does. I was waiting for you to mention.
0: But the, the reason language. why I say like that is because um, a lot of those countries have English as a second language. Like, taught really well so i don't have to really worry about like that german german is the official language of austria yeah actually it isn't okay interesting so but again
1: i think it's just a dialect
0: i'm thinking yeah sorry most german people don't uh, have issues speaking english because they learn it in school really well Mm. so but however we can't speak other languages because you know, we don't put that same effort into learning those languages because we have this idea that we're entitled to dominate the language space in that way. Yeah, I don't understand it. The Austrian interview was so cool because it became very apparent that the job that they were posting and who I am wouldn't align super well. So it became a conversation, a very natural conversation of like my goals in this particular field and what it is I'm actually looking to do. And I got so much knowledge from the interview from the interviewer. I took it all away, and I and now I'm actually gonna. I'm 99 percent going to get a new job, thanks to that alone. Like mm. the 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 Edinburgh interview gave me a lot of like information and tidbits, and I knew that I failed the interview because I was scared shitless. with the Austrian one, they were like, "Well, you lack the experience, but also we like your energy. So here's how you can succeed." That's perfect. Thank you. Like, you know, it was good. It was, yeah, good. It was great, man. You know? And now I'm like, I'm, I'm looking at the the next job application. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to earn so much more now. <laughs> Thanks to uh, a, a very equally stoic Austrian man. Pretty much central Europe. <laughs> I love you.
1: Yeah, doing decent stuff over there on occasion.
0: Yeah, you know. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah. um. I'm currently installing pal world. I'm going to be playing the hell out of that. And then, um, I'm going to then prop this podcast into a couple of videos like we've seen on social media. I think that me just ranting about this interview process is going to be a separate clip <laughs> like, like straight <laughs> away. Um, but yeah, aside from that, uh, positive mindset, positive, like things in my head, um despite me also hating myself and hating everything, we're still feeling good. The podcast is in a healthiest place. We're actually making the podcast. Joe, I think you know what, Joe, I think that we're doing a positive thing for ourselves, okay? Good. I'm in a weird mood. I'm rocking with it. Let's go.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're generally quite good, it's what I'm
0: hearing. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I, I Joe. I yeah. How the fuck are you
1: thanks for asking i was just about to say uh, <laughs> um, i i'm not necessarily as good as i would like to be with, with i'm i'm starting to go back towards not being as in a good mood i which i i, I did find it funny when you said that an issue like oh i think joe's in a good mood i was like eh, not really like I think I, I think the problem is just that I will go through phases of like kind of not doing anything or, or not finding uh, enjoyment in things for a period of time, and that will kind of generally lower things. Um, but like you know, even just doing what we've done so far has already like brought up my mood a bit. So having said that, though, my week recently has actually been really really good. I um, uh, I went to see my brother this, uh, this weekend just gone, which was really fun. Uh, the first day was a bit of a crap shoot to an extent because I was meant to get to Manchester for 12 and ended up getting there for much later, <laughs> uh, like much later. Um, uh, sadly there was a, uh, there was certain like gale, there was a very high winds that was happening in the UK around that area and a tree fell on the line just before I was going to, but before I'd reach Birmingham and get my change to Manchester. So I was delayed and as it turns out, Bromsgrove, I know nothing about you, but holy fuck, do I never want to go back there again? Because I was there for two hours with load of other people waiting for a replacement service, like a bus service and nothing came. And then when something finally came, it wasn't even going in the right direction. And then eventually, the best it could do, what they said, oh, we'll take you to somewhere called Longbridge again. I've been to Longbridge now, but I and I can't say much for it. But holy shit, do I not want to go back there again? <laughs> because we went there and then finally was able to get on a bus to Birmingham. And so I, I think that I was I think I was at Bromsgrove for about two hours, and then I think by the time I got to Birmingham, there was a about a, 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 over three hour delay. Um, so i got to manchester way later than expected because i also had to wait for a train that was even later so basically by the time i actually got to manchester it was it was you know I, dinner wasn't even an option at that point uh because we were going to a comedy club <laughs> which luckily I, by the way, I've not been to a comedy club in my adult life, or I guess in, in, in my life ever. Like I've never been to, it's not itself an adult club, uh, comedy adult club. That's a very different thing. Uh, it's <laughs> not itself a comedy club. Um, it, or maybe it is, I know they have comedy there at the very least, but I think it's like a venue space. Like there's like a club space and then there is like a comedy club space as well. You know, so there's all that sort of stuff. Um, and I'm going to shout it out today because I and shout out a bunch of the people that were there because it was really, really, really good. Um, it, it, you know, my, my brother arranged it. It was me and my mum were going to see my brother in Manchester, never actually having been to see my brother in Manchester ever. Uh, he, he'd gone there for uni and stuff and we we're going to see where he lived and you know, he's got a job up there and stuff. And we were like, yeah, let's, let's go, let's go over for the weekend. Um, So the place we went to, it's called area. Um, It's right by canal street. If you've been to, uh, if you've been to Manchester, you might know canal street Um, and also, and it is on uh, Sackville street, right next to Sackville gardens, uh, where there is a memorial to Alan Turing. uh, in the canal street, by the way, is like the uh, sort of There's a bunch of like um, LGBTQ plus uh, uh, clubs and stuff along that street, so Alan Turing being there is obviously like a you know uh, a a a good nod towards you know the person who the UK government um, was you know committed horrific crimes against for being homosexual. Um, (laughs) But the actual event was great. Uh, it was such a risk because you know you, you never quite know of like comedy clubs. I think if you haven't been there before, and especially like as a as a random thing, like you never know what might come out of it, um, <laughs> and like what the vibe is going to be, and you don't know if you're going to enjoy it. Like because comedy is so subjective that way. Yeah. Uh, but but um, I'll just shout them all out. Uh, Mandy McCarthy was the kind of intro and host, like the comedy host for the for the for the night. We had Ricky Belshaw. Ricky Belshaw is actually, he explained it, but I also looked him up afterwards, after his set. He actually was a Paralympian. Um, He was a a Paralympian for dressage for the UK and he won silver in 2008. Um, So he's got an actual like Wikipedia that you can look him up on. (laughs) Um, And he was fucking hilarious. I found him really funny. John Sedman that's john s-e-d-s-e-d-m-a-n um also really good every set was good by the way just if i don't say stuff about someone that's not because of anything it's just what specific things are, are worth mentioning louis etienne um i think you would have really liked louis etienne um alex and to be fair i think you would have liked most of these people and then uh, rich wilson who was the headliner and I, 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 really enjoyed his energy, generally speaking. Like I really, really enjoyed him and it was all great. Like such a good night. Um, and then afterwards we went clubbing. Um, <laughs> so I've been traveling all day. I've got my, you know, my waterproof, I've got my, my bag, my has you know, got a bunch of stuff cause we haven't even been to like a hotel or we haven't left anything at hotel or stuff. Like basically what we came with is what we had on us at that point. And, um, we decided to go on canal street and we went to a a club called bar pop, um, (laughs) which if anyone knows what that place is, uh, it's, it's a very small venue, relatively speaking, but it's fun. Uh, and we enjoyed it and Mum got quite drunk. (laughs) and, we had to help her out a little bit, but you know, we had a really good night dancing. That was a very unusual and uh, surreal moment, me dancing in the club with my mum. but we're all good. We, we all dance quite a lot. Like when we, when we go out and stuff, we're quite good movers. So actually it was a really enjoyable time. and I know some people would cringe at the whole idea of having that experience, but genuine, genuinely a, a fun time, uh, we went to, I, did we go anywhere else afterwards or did we go, or did we head home? I think we then went home. Um, uh, I stayed with my brother and then my mom went to a Premier Inn. And, uh, but we like, I think we, but we went back to the house and like talked for a bunch of hours. And I don't, I don't think my mom even got back to the Premier Inn until like one to two o'clock in the morning or something like that. <laughs> so, you know, first night, great night. And then we had a great day the next day. And, uh, we went to Manchester Museum. Manchester Museum is actually really nice. Um, I was shocked because my brother described it as being quite small. And it is relatively small, but actually I was really shocked by the quality that they of the stuff they had and just how much they could put in a space. And I thought it was a really fun time.
0: Um, Manchester, have you ever been to Manchester, Alex? Yeah, multiple times. Right? M- Manchester's like... I really like Manchester. Um, it's not... <laughs> I don't know why. Whenever I think of a city, I always think, "Would I live there?" <laughs> um, no, nah, like Manchester a pretty chill place.
1: Yeah. Also, I just realised that John Sedman earlier—I meant Josh Sedman, Josh Sedman. Earlier, you did this in the WhatsApp
0: message you sent me as well.
1: I know. I was looking at the initial list I sent, and then I and then I suddenly saw the message I sent later on saying Josh Sedman, not John Sedman. That would be embarrassing. <laughs> Here we are. But now I've, I've now I've you know I've done it properly. So there you go. Um, the, the reason I ask, I because I, I I I thought you did. Um, I was pretty sure you had, and I I'm stunned. I was stunned by Manchester, like in terms of as a city, I wasn't expecting Manchester. Like I've now been to Birmingham, so I now have like London. I have like you know, Bournemouth, Bristol, Worcester, um, and like Manchester as like a Worcester isn't quite like a city in that scale, but like you know, as the others are and even Bournemouth to an extent, it's quite similar to Worcester in that sense, even though they're very different. Um, but like, you know, I've been to a few big cities now and actually like spent like a decent amount of time at them. And I was shocked. Manchester is oh, I've also been to Liverpool, um, but Manchester was fucking crazy, man. But I, I was, I couldn't believe like the, the style of it is 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 so characterful. Further, the city I was just I I was just shocked by the way it looked and the way it felt. Um, I'm not saying it's like perfect, rain, like you know, uh, raindrops and roses and whiskers on kittens or whatever. Uh, but like it's it's an incredible experience to have, like you know, these very very different like characteristics and feels in these different places, and. You know, I, I'm I'm quite liking the North and the Midlands the more I see of it. You know, I'm, I'm actually yeah, seeing man, some interesting place. places, interesting places there. I always thought I would. And, but like actually having seen like all of the stuff, oh, and trams. Oh, I've also been to Sheffield. Sheffield was a really interesting place as well for me. I thought that was fascinating and they both have trams, Manchester and Sheffield. And it's, I'm not saying that trams are crazy cool, like good or anything like specifically, but I just. Find them really enjoyable, fascinating, and cool. It's just something I've always thought. Like, why don't we have them in in London? And Hackney used to have trams, by the way. Don't know if you know this. I did, know like, this. I did. We did. Yeah, we used to have trams, and now they're gone. And I, what they've brought back for all of the disruption that it will cause to cars, I don't give a shit. Fuck it, just bring the trams back. <laughs> The real problem yeah. is we just don't have any space in London. But like fucking hell, trams are are cool and enjoyable. Um, uh, yeah. So the actual like weekend there was good. Uh, and I I went and donated blood yesterday, which meant I also went to Detroit which Spa. I've been doing a bunch of traveling recently. It turns out like randomly for for the last like four days and some of it quite a lot. Uh, I spent a lot of time actually traveling as well. Um but i will say that i think whether it maybe maybe it is because of the travelling also i wasn't having fuel and i i realized it meant i found it uh, i wasn't eating as much as i normally would. like i just wasn't getting as much nutrition or calories because if i'm just relying on my ability to eat food normally i'm not that good at it but like having but having fuel makes it quite easy and i think i'm starting to get a bit recovering a bit from that um, but I think that actually was making me feel a bit better. Like these, the, the early weeks of this month. So I'm hope, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see if that will like help improve things and I'll come back a little bit recovered from it all. Um, you know, by the next time we record or whatever, but I, I'm, I'm definitely on a lower point, which I'm, you know, there's part of me that's going, yay, I'm not feeling the best. woo That's good for a, for a podcast. Um, <laughs> but yeah. But at the same time like to be fair is we're, we're not in the worst of it anyway and i i had a really good time and i've you know i'm so happy to see my brother like my brother it's it, there are certain people in my life where i think when i just interact with them especially if i haven't interacted with them for a while i just i feel just so much better and happier as an individual like it just does something to me like people are so good at making me happy um like the people that I care about, and like you know, have really good experiences with. Um, I also met Aiman's uh, new partner, who's really nice. Actually, I quite like them. So, like, yeah, I'm hey, all. That, all big, is that
0: like your big brother seal of approval?
1: Um, yeah. Like we talked about philosophy, <laughs> amongst other things. Like when it was just us on our own. So yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> I'd say it's my seal of approval. I said that to, I said that to my brother, like, you know, it's like, yeah, I, I think they're cool. You know? And it's like, and, and also quite good looking, I would say like as an average, like quite good looking individual, just, you know, completely superficial and everything like that. But, you know, just as a kind of like, Oh brother, you've done well
0: for yourself Yeah, man. <laughs> kind of situation. Like, I think when, right now, like, as as two individuals, me and you, we're in a very, like, place where, I don't I don't know if I'll call it stable or not, but we're in a really, like, we can see that there's positive things to come, but we're also very cautious of the negative things that could also be coming to. i was just like, and I'm really happy that, um, I don't know, I'm happy in the fact that we both know that, I don't know, I, I don't know how to say it. I think it's more like I'm comfortable in the uneasiness of situations. If that mm-hmm. makes well, sense. Well, it's, it's getting easier, at least for me, right? I'm going to post this show on Instagram. I keep saying, like me and Ryan, who's a friend of the show um, and a friend of mine. <laughs> um, he, he We've been going back and forth on this about me posting this podcast to Instagram. And I keep going, ah can't do it for whatever reason and um i need to just do it okay i need to do it hopefully by the time you're listening to this i posted this to instagram and maybe you found the show because i posted it to instagram in which case high five to me high five to joe high five to ryan and high five to yourself but here we are um the thing is i have 900 and like something followers right somebody there is going to click on the podcast and they might hate it and they might love it. And I have this whole fear about it and I keep telling myself, I can't do it. Ah, and it's just so stupid. It is so stupid. It's such an irrational fear built on a rational foundation of you are victim of stalking. Ah, um, but it's just to be,
1: just to be clear. We were talking about like the success of like, we're talking about losing and winning earlier. Right. Yeah. And we were talking about like getting our asses kicked and stuff like how much do you think the success of this venture that we're on will affect your motivation towards this
0: um i think it's successful right now well that's good
1: <laughs> that's a great that's how you, how you feel great
0: yeah um, yeah if this was the alex Cupid show which is a separate project like and If I saw the Alex Cupid show with numbers like Silly Wales, like right now, which is like where we have like tens of of listeners and we have like a strange amount of views on YouTube randomly, like I'll be really upset and I'll be like, I interviewed this person for an hour and a half and they had a great time and only like 15 people actually watched it. I'll feel so defeated by it. But this feels like a project in which I'm, I'm very much like transparent with it. So I'm very much like, look, the editing isn't going to be good because I'm not a very good editor yet and and I'm just enjoying the journey and I'm enjoying looking at the numbers grow and I'm enjoying having people message, be like, hey, haven't spoken to you in a while, but I watched, I listened to your show and I found this fairly entertaining or I found like, you know, I like the chemistry between you and your friends and things like that and it's really good to get, like, you know, an encouraging message and be like, Hey, just keep doing what you're doing. Enjoy it. You know? So, yeah, I think, I think this is, a, this shows uh, England. I think this show is a success already. You know? <laughs> Why is England? your like your, your go-to word for that. Um, because rather than saying English, I just say England. <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> okay. I didn't actually quite understand it. I thought it was just like a grounding word you used to like, to, to get your mouth back in order and I was like why include yeah.
0: <laughs> my brain processes words a lot faster than I can say them that's yeah. why i'm really bad at rapping like uh, you know are hey, you're a poet that I means you can rap nope yeah
1: like, I just i i just know words that i forget in the moment
0: constantly like you had the earlier <laughs> yeah, yeah like i um i saw my poems can definitely be wrapped, but I will forget the words instantly. Like, mm-hmm. it's bad. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, that looked be yawning. Did I mention that I did an open mic show on the last channel episode?
1: Um No, because you told me that in a message while I was in Manchester, so no.
0: There we go. Yeah, I did that. Um I did an open mic at the Fiddler's Elbow. Um, went well. I have the audio of it. I don't know if it's good enough to post anything, but if it is, then I might, what I might do, I might use the audio from that for the, for the actual intro to this podcast. But yeah, guys, it's been good. Um, we were, having, we we're having a good time. And I think this show is success regardless of how many views it get. Would I love to take this show of it in the future? Yes, but first of all, we need more than 15 people to be listening to it. <laughs> Is that the uh, music venue, The Fiddler's Elbow? Yeah, music live venue in Camden. Yeah, Chalk Farm,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah, I know I, I you'd heard of this place. I was just
0: looking it up. Like, Was it
1: good? Was it a nice venue?
0: Oh, it was lovely, lovely, lovely. It looks cool. Yeah, it really, it's a really cool venue, honestly. Um, the goddamn Poetry Jam and all that stuff. Um, was it
1: like a is, is this like a regular thing at all or is it just yeah, like it's
0: monthly it's monthly Okay cool Yeah so it's like it's it's pretty cool venue um big like nice little crowd really intimate I'm I'm I'm, I'm doing things I'm doing things sort of thought man Yeah
1: mm.
0: Mm. I know yeah, right
1: uh, I mean when you say it's un you're not sure if it's usable like how unusable or usable is this like audio because um, you might
0: you know if it's I just a the case- first, 20 seconds I listen to the okay. first 20 seconds and I was like I can understand what I'm saying whether I want to actually have it on Spotify is a whole different thing um, oh, I, I struggle to listen to myself back which is why my album's taken so long because I need to try and like pick out tracks and I also want to record it all again because I'm on because like I just feel like you know I, ne- I would never think it's good enough Pretty much.
1: But if someone else who's good says it's good enough, then you can be like,
0: yep. If I record it with somebody like with me and they take it away from me and they make it, then I'm like, as someone who, who likes being in control of their own situation, that is a situation where I'm happy for someone to take control. Like take my work off my hands, make it clean, make it better. Give back to me and I'll, I, don't even get back to me just release it <laughs> like don't give me a choice
1: yeah yeah no I, I don't want to know like
0: yeah I, I, but I guess I, I, I'm thinking now a lot of YouTubers have
1: this experience right because a lot of them don't even see the video before it's posted like they'll send it to an editor and the editor like posts it for them and then they yeah, yeah. like and all that stuff like I know that there's I know certain YouTubers who have mentioned like oh they don't like they don't like watching their own content you know, because, because they just don't like, they can't like, I I don't know, like that same thing you're feeling, I'm guessing, which I don't quite have. Like, and it's sort of, as a result, like they are not part of their own creative process to a certain degree after a certain point. And, but there's a, but obviously like, you know, for that, for some of them, it's like, you know, they have like good relationships or real trust in like whoever they're giving it to. And you know, that could, that in its own way is, is a good thing. Right. It's not like a bad thing necessarily that you have someone help you do something for you necessarily. I think as long as it's coming from a good space or a good place, like like the quality of this will be better if I give it to you. It's not a question of how much I can it's not a question of like I don't want to do it or anything like that. It's just a case of if I do it, you know, then the I know it won't be as good because I can't look at it as, you know, from the outside perspective as well as you can. Yeah. you know I'm sure for many that isn't the case and they just aren't bothered to learn how to edit but you get and, and they can afford it but you get what I mean
0: like yeah I get what you mean entirely like for example I can edit this podcast right now and it'll take me 10-15 minutes because there's only one note in which my headphone dies made it through done easy the one we did earlier which is like the uh, silly wheels presents around neurodiversity um that's gonna take me about like a day and a half to edit because I have to listen to it and I hate listening to myself um I then have to cut things that I think aren't interesting for like listeners to listen to like specific to only me and you and people who Mm -hmm. live like with us or live around us and all that stuff and our friends and things like that cut all that out. And after that means repeating and listening to it over and over and over again, which I just cannot stand doing. Um, Listening to you is fine. I actually literally edited last week's episode on solo, I muted myself and just listened to you. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to you literally talk to nobody because I was muted. My I, I muted my own voice track. I do talk a lot, so there weren't too many gaps. That I imagine <laughs> there was one gap for like two minutes while I was speaking. And I was like, "What was I even saying?" And I pressed it, and it was like me. I could have cut the whole thing from the whole podcast. I know would have noticed, but yeah, yeah, this is fun. This is fun. Yeah, well, guys, We don't
1: really want our stuff. We've talked about this uh, behind the scenes and all of that, but, like, generally speaking, we're, you know... I mean, you literally leave in stuff that, like... That's, like,
0: technically mistakes, if you think about yeah. it that way. Or, oh, yeah, like, yeah. Just, just to fuck around like with it. Like, I don't think... I think for my own show, for the Alex Cooper show, I will probably eventually just hire, like, an editor and all that stuff to help. I will never do that for this show, probably. Just... Because of how I, I enjoy the process of this. So mm. I'll keep it as long as I can. And the idea of having like a, a producer sit in and listen to us talk about death and life and all that stuff, alas, nah, so that's not for me. <laughs> this you is know.
1: this is this is more of a comfort thing. Yeah. That. Yeah, I can see it actually.
0: Do you have anything else to
1: add? Um uh, people donate blood. Uh, we need more blood, uh, especially if you're in the UK. I know that there's shortages. Uh, please, um, there's an app you can get. It's actually not. It's really, really easy to use. Like once you're registered on it, I'm, it's been many, many years since I've done it. Uh, but I've donated not that many times. But you can technically donate a maximum of about four a year. But honestly, they're very cautious and they won't let you if they don't think that there's if they don't think you should. Obviously, there's lots of reasons why you might not be able to donate blood, uh, whether it's their specific things that they prevent you uh, that, that say you shouldn't, or if it's more specific to you, like you pass out, for example, if you get stuck with a needle, like my friend does. Because um, <laughs> I was talking to him about it at, like once upon a time, and then he mentioned that, and I was like, oh, yeah, no, you can't do that. <laughs> I'm also the same.
0: I do pass out.
1: Oh, really? You as well? Yeah. Oh,
0: damn it get really um, anyway.
1: yeah i have a negative blood which is apparently quite an important blood for some reason uh I, I don't quite remember what the reason is but it's it's useful basically um but there's shortages in general so like hey let's do it it's it, also there's much less of a drive for people to donate blood in uh for the younger generation like our, our parents especially my parents can that you remember like you know vans like coming round to workplaces and being like hey if you want to donate your blood while you're on lunch like go ahead maybe certain things were less safe to be fair back then to an extent but i genuinely <laughs> think that the the advertising around blood donation and the well, not advertising but i guess the exposure and the discussion about it and everything else like considering we're in shortages now the fact that there is it feels like there's so little actually pushing you to do it is yeah, yeah, kind of
0: kind of weird, you know. I've not seen any advertising for either. So yeah, I'm actually going to um, look into um, Your advertising for the NHS worked for me. I'm going to look into donating blood after this.
1: Oh, but I mean, if you can't, you can't. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it's not. It's a, It's not that everyone can do it. There's lots Even if of if you can't do it can't. anyway. If you die, you die. You <laughs> died for a cause. No, it's actually really bad. If, if, so, just as a little heads up, if you if there's any reason why you think you might have to be given blood. There's uh, like, like if you're worried about a surgery or something like that, or like any point in the next, like maybe even like year from when you start, from when you from a blood donation, or maybe not a year. Sorry, go speak to someone who who actually understands this. But there's apparently a weird thing where, like, if you're donated blood, you can't donate blood again, like, or if it's not even just for a period of time, like ever. There's like a really weird rule about it. So you you, you might have a surgery you might have a surgery and you're fine. Uh, like you don't need blood, but like if I had a surgery and I donated blood like recently, and as a result, I needed blood, or if I needed blood, like as a result of the surgery anyway, then I would no longer be able to donate after that. So they get your blood back. Yeah. It's slightly complicated, but basically generally speaking, don't have to worry about it. It's just a very small thing I remembered, but like, it's, it's one of those things where if you can't do it, you can't do it. But if you can like, honestly, after the first time that you've done it, you will be way more used to it, and certainly by the third time, it's like basically just—it just feels good to to know you're helping out in certain ways. Like literally, whenever I go to a blood donation now, almost certainly everyone is like over thirty. And like last night, most of the people donating blood were like in their fifties, sixties, seventies. I swear, I saw someone who was like late sixties at least donating blood. blood, and. and it was, I, <laughs> Old oh, blood, bad blood. <laughs> not necessarily like a bad thing, but the reality is is that like that I think shows that the demographic is very clearly like skewed, and I I believe the reason it's so skewed is because we just have not been exposed to that. It's only because of my parents that I was like when I was younger I was like I'm going to donate blood too. I'm going to feel you know I, this is a goal that I'm going to have. And then you know when I went to uni, I I, I did. And I realized that no one else, b- very few people were around my age. So just, you know, think about doing it. Like, have a look into it, at least.
0: Most of the time, I it's actually
1: really blood. easy to organize. Yeah. Or let the vampires win. <laughs> like, you're like the slogan hype man to this, where you're just like, yeah, don't eat the blood. Yeah, bad blood. Yeah. <laughs> just in and <laughs> out. <laughs> sorry that's my last thing i didn't actually have anything like of the podcast style thing to say just i thought you know what fuck it i I was thinking about this last night so fuck it i'll just send it
0: Ah, it's, it's dope perfect way to end and that being said we're gonna take two steps to the rear and get out of here we're in the wind see ya see ya love you